You're listening to the Crosscheck NHL Show, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. Welcome to the Crosscheck NHL Show. Today's sponsor is Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Welcome to the show. I'm Andrew Berkshire from the Montreal Gazette. I'm here with Mary Clark from For the Win. You can follow us at Andrew Berkshire and at Mary C. Clark and follow the show at Crosscheck NHL and make sure that you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Soon we're going to be on YouTube as well, actually, which is pretty exciting. And we're going to be on YouTube and Twitch and all sorts of other streaming services tonight to launch the NHL season. We're going to have a live Crosscheck NHL show featuring guest appearances in video form from uh, hosts across the Locked On Network to preview the 2021-2022 NHL season. So because of that, we're going to do a whole preview show. This is also an NHL preview show, which we're going to hit on slightly different things, but we're going to keep this one compact. It's going to be quick. Uh, Before we get into it, though, Mary, how was your weekend? Oh, boy, Andrew. My weekend was busy. (laughs) As you know, it's NHL season. It's it's here. The NHL season is here. But boy, am I busy because getting ready for the NHL season is a difficult task when you have a lot of things to write and a lot of things to do on top of watching other sports for your job. But I'm doing good. All of my major written preview work is done. Um, So now it's just the talking about it part. Which is the, which is I guess the fun part. It's I guess less mentally taxing. I can just have fun. Writing is writing can be mentally taxing sometimes, especially when you're writing multiple posts of very similar type. But it's all good. I'm very excited for hockey, though. Like that is. Um, yeah. Not only am I excited for hockey, I'm excited to see what ESPN's doing because they've been hyping up their like different like broadcast angles. They've got like a digital pre-show. Um, I'm really excited to see what ESPN is bringing to the table here because there's not many there's like I think two games there's only two games on tonight it's like Lightning, Penguins and um, Golden Knights, uh, Kraken so there's only two games on tonight but I am excited to see what ESPN is bringing to the table here with their broadcast. Yeah it's going to be Stanley Cup banner raising night and then the two most recent expansion teams facing off it's a pretty good start to the year unfortunately the Lightning don't get to face Crosby and Malkin in their uh, banner raising ceremony. It's kind of like a more reminiscent of like the 2003 (laughs) Pittsburgh Penguins, honestly, with the, all the injuries that they have, but it should be a fun game. Nonetheless, you know, we talk about being busy and like, I don't know if it's a little bit gauche to bring out, bring up all the things that I'm doing right now, but it's our podcast. So I'm going to promote my own stuff as well, but I've, we've got this podcast that we're doing this morning. Then we've got the live show that we're doing at 6 PM Eastern standard time, which we will tweet out. We will put on all of our social channels that you can find, uh, so make sure you tune into that. And then tomorrow, I've got the debut of my new show for SDPN, which I announced last week. We didn't get a chance to talk about it on the podcast, I don't think. It announced on Thursday after we'd already recorded. So I have a new uh, Canadians post-game show called Game Over Montreal, hosted by myself. We're going to have a panel every game. Uh, it's going to be live on YouTube. And then after it's over, if you missed it, it'll be on YouTube as a video. And it'll be out as a podcast as well. So there are lots of avenues for you to do that. Then after that, I have a local show here with the Montreal Gazette called Hockey Inside Out, where they do a podcast every week. So I've got to do that the next morning. And then I've got another episode because the Canadians open the season with a back-to-back the next night. So it's going to be an interesting thing. And then Friday, I think I have something as well, but I I just don't remember what it is now because 
I'm tired. I'm already tired. We had a good weekend, though. The kids were good. We just, It was just very busy. We had uh, a cousin's birthday party, and then we had people over last night for Thanksgiving. Uh, one of Dylan's daycare friends, who also doesn't have family in the city, so we brought them over. That was fun. But uh, overall, pretty good weekend, just uh, not restful. So let's get straight into it today, and uh, we're going to talk about the Eastern Conference first. Uh, we're going to Make some predictions about what's going to go on during the Eastern Conference or in the Eastern Conference standings. Uh, Mary, who do you have as the top of the Metropolitan? Okay. Um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to just do uh, we say our first teams, then we debate, <clears throat> or we, you know, like do you want me to run through my entire list and then you critique? How do you want to do this, Andrew? Well, I was a lot gonna, of ways. I was only going to look at like the top couple of teams and explain like what what my thought process is. Okay. All right. All right. Because I definitely think I'm going to have to explain the teams I left out of the playoffs, uh, which you can hear more of tonight on the live show, because I think I'm going to mention it too. But I have at the top of the Metropolitan, um, the four teams I guess I have making the playoffs are the New York Islanders, Carolina Hurricanes, New York Rangers, and your Philadelphia Flyers. I have them sneaking into the playoffs. So that means I have the Capitals and the Penguins just missing the playoffs on my end. Um, they're fifth and sixth in my uh, standings predictions. Um, and yes, I know that is controversial. I know that is very likely to bite me uh, when the season comes around. But I wanted to be bold because I have a feeling if any year was going to be the year, this is going to be the year that they're going to take a tumble down the standings. You already mentioned that Pittsburgh is Crosby and Malkinless, at least without Crosby for a little while. Malkin is out for two months. Um, the Capitals, last I saw, Ovechkin was not out long-term, but still battling an injury um, that he sustained in the preseason. Um, I think that's going to be close. I think that 4-5-6 spot in the Metro is going to be, like, incredibly tight. It's, the Metro might actually be the tightest division I have. Um, I think the Islanders, though, are the best team, um, and that's not a surprise considering their, you know, roster construction, uh, their defensive style of play. Um, all of that is really suited for a long grind of a season and into the playoffs. I know that they have had up and down regular season success, but I really think that um, with the Metro Metropolitan Division, maybe at its weakest, um, it's still strong, but I think that the ceiling is a little bit lower than it used to be. Uh, So I think the Islanders will take advantage of that. Um, Hurricanes, I know they shuffled deck chairs around, uh, wholesale changed their goalies. Um, I'm still not convinced that was the right move, but I like the Islanders. I think that their structure overall um, lends itself to, uh, you know, being really good in the regular season. Um, They'd have really good scoring and everybody plays that uh, possession style um to a t so i really think that they'll you know take advantage again of like i guess a uh, weaker than normal or at least like not like the the teams that you would normally think of as strong in the metro aren't as strong in my opinion um and then i have the rangers who i've actually you know convinced myself over the last couple of days that they'll they're actually kind of good um and that's just because their offensive weapons are so talented um i don't know if adding strength and grit to the lineup and you know Ryan Reeves and taking away Pavel Buchnevich uh, was the right idea, but um, I do really like their offensive core because um, they're they're just so so talented. Um, and then the Flyers I have squeaking into that fourth playoff spot, but I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the day if it's either the Flyers, Capitals, or Penguins that's that squeak in in the wild card. 
Um, I just have the Flyers there because I wanted to make my prediction of the Capitals and the Penguins not making the playoffs, like, actually fit. Because uh, I have other teams making it in the Atlantic division through the playoffs. But we can talk about that once I have heard your picks for the Metro, <laughs> Andrew. Yeah, so uh, mine are similar to yours, not too different. I think the, the issue with the Metro is, like, there's so little gap between, like, the third to almost seventh team that there's not even really much to argue with, right? It's just like, oh, you think that team's a little bit stronger? Yeah, I, I see that. I see that. It, it, you don't really, there's no real way to like start a, a big kerfuffle over it, right? Unless you're a fan of one of those teams and then, you know, you take umbrage. And to but, be fair, to be fair with the Flyers, they could absolutely tumble way down to the bottom if their goaltending isn't good. or the Yes, if Carter so, Hart like, doesn't rebound. But like, I, so, I believe Carter Hart's going to rebound this season. I don't believe in Martin Jones at all, but I expect him to play like, 10 to 12 games, 10 to 12 mm-hmm. losses. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. So uh, the Islanders are my number one, I think for obvious reasons, back-to-back conference finalists. They've added more veteran presence. They are a team that is clearly going for it this season. Uh, the Hurricanes, number two, they're just a strong team all around. I think losing Dougie Hamilton takes them out of the number one spot. Um, the Flyers, number three, like I said, Ooh. I believe Carter Hart is going to make a big comeback this year. And I like what the Flyers have done with Ryan Ellis. I think that's going to be a much uh, stronger addition than maybe what's been talked about this year. And I still like the Flyers forwards. I like Atkinson. I, I think that was a good add. Uh, Capitals, number four, the one I'm least sure about. I think that they're like just good enough to, to continue to make the playoffs, which means the Penguins are out. But... The Rangers are number five, actually. I think they're going to take a step this year, but I don't know if they're going to be able to outdo the Capitals. Uh, The sixth team is the Penguins. I think they're going to fall quite a bit with all the injuries that they've had, and they're getting older, and they're getting less successful. The Devils, number seven, and Blue Jackets, number eight. Yeah, the those last three teams were the same: Pittsburgh, New Jersey, uh, Columbus. Yeah, um, Columbus definitely the weakest. I I I do I would like to see Patrick Line take a step. I don't think he'll be able to make any marginal difference for them, but it no, would be they've nice lost to see too him. Much, right? Yeah, it would be nice to see him get back on track, though, because he he scored so much in his first two seasons, and then it dropped off so significantly. Significantly, it would just be nice to see him, you know, take another step forward because he was so good and so fun to watch. So it would that would be fun. Um, the Devils, I don't know why they got Dougie Hamilton. I'm not, you know, convinced of. Um, their roster construction overall. Mackenzie Blackwood might get vaccinated, but for now he's still unvaccinated, which could cause complications uh, until he does. So it is just a, it's just a, I, I don't know. I just don't like that team. So I definitely have them seventh. And uh, it's interesting though, that you put the Flyers third. I was afraid of putting them too high because then people would be like, oh no, you're only a homer. And I'm like, no, I recognize that th- this could, this is a Jenga tower that could collapse at any moment if you pull out one very specific block. But my hope is that Carter Hart rebounds. And like I said, we'll talk more about that on our, um, on our live show later today. Uh, but yeah, it's nice that we have like very similar teams. Um, I'm just a bit more higher on the Rangers than you are, but yeah. And like I said, I think anything between three and seven can kind of change during the season. And even honestly, the Devils have a potential to rise up because of their young players, right? Like Jack Hughes mm-hmm. could change things for them. Dougie Hamilton is an addition that we can't really account for. Uh, we just don't know how it's going to fit into that team. 
but it'll, it'll be interesting. But uh, let's move on to the Atlantic. We'll try to get through these as quick as we can to do a fast podcast today so that uh, you can digest it easily before the live show. <laughs> uh, I'll do my picks for the Atlantic first because I think mine are a bit out of left field because I maybe thought about it too much, but we'll see <laughs> how it goes. Uh, I have the division winner for the Atlantic being the Florida Panthers. I really like what they did in the offseason. They've got Aaron Ekblad back this season. I like the progress that they made last year, and I think Spencer Knight is going to run with the starting job and really crush it in his, uh, I think, official rookie year. He has a chance to win Rookie of the Year, honestly. Uh, number two is the Maple Leafs. I think they're a great regular season team that will continue to be great in the regular season. And then lose to number three in the playoffs, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who don't really care about the regular season. They just continue to push hard enough to be good enough to make it in and then do their damage when it counts. And number four, I have the Boston Bruins, who are just sneaking in because they lost less over the offseason than number five, the Montreal Canadiens, who, if they had maintained their team from last year, I think probably would have been able to compete with the Bruins for the fourth spot. But they just lost too much. I don't believe in the current roster, especially losing Carey Price to, we haven't mentioned it because it happened, I think, after the podcast uh, went out yesterday, but or not yesterday, last week, but uh, Carey Price has checked into the player assistance program for the NHL, and he'll be out a minimum of 30 days, could be longer, which is uh, good for him, good for his family to take that step. We don't know the details, we're not going to pry about the details, but obviously losing Carey Price and Shea Weber to start the season is a huge void in their leadership. And uh, they, they just lost a lot of talent over the since they went to the Stanley Cup Finals. So I think they're going to finish fifth. I have the Senators as sixth, even though I said they would not get nowhere clear, close to the playoffs. The thing is, they're just much better than the Red Wings and Sabres, who I have seventh and eighth. Yeah, that uh, it's very similar. That list is very similar to mine, except I have Tampa Bay uh, in first, Florida, or not Florida in second, uh, Tampa Bay in first, uh, Toronto in second, Florida in third, Boston in fourth, and then... Same. So we just flip the, the Florida teams. Yeah, yeah. I think you make a good point in that Tampa Bay is a team that can coast in the regular season and then get to the playoffs because that's kind of what they did last year. Um, but I still think that they're going to be really good. And it, it's one of those things where I can absolutely, like in the Metro, I can flip these teams around and it would all make sense to me. I just didn't think that Florida would be, um, you know, able to consistently be good over the regular season i'm high on them but i don't know if they can consistently be good over the regular season a lot depends on goaltending right yes and like if if spencer knight isn't you know as good as florida fans hoped he would be uh that's definitely going to be a big blow because you're right he could win rookie of the year because he has that potential but there's also like with any goaltender we've seen uh has potential to uh have some really bad games get in his own head um that's just one of those things that happens with goaltenders. Um, and this is true. who's the backup? Is it? It's Bobrovsky still, right? Yes, and you can't count on Bobrovsky anymore. Yeah, I, I know he was better, I think, last year, but I, it's still like, you know, it's one of those things where you take that piece out and it could all fall apart. But I still have them doing really well this year. I think they could surprise uh, and win a couple rounds in the playoffs, depending on what happens. And Toronto, you're right, is a good regular season team, but they will have their ups and downs, and we'll see how they respond um, after last year's absolute mess. So we just shuffled the top three teams, but I have Boston making it into the playoffs. Um, that's not a surprise. I think that they're going to be a bit weaker this year uh, with the th- with the people they've lost, but they're still really good up front. You know, Pasternak, Marchand, and Bergeron are all just so good, and Taylor Hall is still there, and 
He might have a rejuvenated career in Boston. Um, A lot, though, falls on Jeremy Swayman's shoulders. Um, But they at least have Linus Olmark back there, too. So I kind of trust that tandem a little bit. I don't know if I say better than than, uh, the one in Florida. But, you know, I I think that those teams can all jump up and down. But that's the uh, order I'm going with for the Atlantic Division. And that is your Eastern Conference preview from the Crosscheck NHL show. Make sure that you write it all down and hold us to account at the end of the season when we are very obviously wrong because predictions are for fun, not for serious. Uh, In a minute, we're going to talk about the Western Conference. But before that, I got to tell you about Bet Online. The NHL season is back today and it's better than ever. Just like the football season where teams are back on the gridiron for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all of the pro and college football action, and you can check out some NHL stuff there too. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything sports. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, and you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all at once. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So the Western Conference is a little bit different than the Eastern Conference in that it's mostly bad. And I think that <laughs> uh, the teams at the top are fairly easy for everyone to predict, at least the, the top team in each division. But uh, we'll get into this, Mary. Uh, let's start with the Pacific Division because it's the weaker division. And uh, you can go first. Okay, so for the Pacific Division, this should be no surprise with the Vegas Vegas Golden Knights are number one. They're the yes. strongest team. Uh, I think you're going to find that that is essentially universal among hockey people. That's no surprise. They're still really good. Um, yeah, there's not much else to say about them other than the, the clear winner in this division, and I've never been sure about anything in my life except this. <laughs> so yeah. Vegas, number one. I have Emmons to number two because McDavid and Dreisaitl will drag the Oilers to the playoffs. Um, but the forward core is actually deeper than it has been in some time. Um, so I'm really excited to see that. So hopefully it's not all just on McDavid and Dreisaitl's shoulders. Obviously it could all fall apart if Mike Smith is terrible. He's 39 years old. Um, and they extended him for two seasons, which was wild to me at the time and is still wild now. I know he just came off one of his best seasons ever, but that is a lot of faith to put in a 39-year-old goaltender. So that is pending, you know, if Mike Smith doesn't implode. But the others could win a lot of, you know, like 7-6 games, 4-5 games. Like, they might be just a very high-scoring, give up a lot of goals, but just because of their the strength of their offense, 
they are, you know, they're in it every night. And I have for the my final playoff spot in the Pacific, the Seattle Kraken. I believe that the Kraken will be able to take advantage of uh, the weakness of the Pacific. And I know that their goal scoring is a bit suspect. We don't know who's going to score goals for them. But I think that their defense and their goaltending will carry them through and make them incredibly difficult to play against tonight. That's why I have them third. So that's so I have in fourth Calgary, fifth Vancouver, both missing the playoffs. Um, and I have some interesting hot takes about, you know, who the first coach could be fired this year. Um, and then rounding out is the Kings, the Sharks, and the Ducks. Uh, my heart hurts uh, to put the Kings that low. I was really high on them in the offseason, and then Quentin Byfield got hurt uh, and is out indefinitely. So... Um, they definitely took a bit of a tumble because I really do think that they can make, you know, the Pacific a bit more competitive if they do have all their young kids in and playing. Maybe we'll get that by the end of the year, but oh, that just really shook my confidence in them because I'm I'm still looking forward to seeing the, all the young kids the Kings have. But injuries, man, they just they're so difficult to predict and can really ruin a team. Yeah, I mean, I had the the Kings a little bit higher. Mine are fairly similar to yours, not to be like super boring, <laughs> but uh, obviously Golden Knights number one. I have Oilers number two, McDavid and Dreisaitl, like you said. It's just you can't really, especially in that weak division, they're going to pile up the, the goals. Uh, I have the Kraken number three, and number four, I actually had the Kings. I originally had the Kings at number three, but the injury to Byfield knocked them down a peg for me. Um, I'm interested to see how they're new goaltender that's taking over for Jonathan Quick, you know, works out. I'm guessing that's going to be a pretty big improvement because Quick's been pretty terrible for a few years now. Uh, number five, the Canucks. Number six, the Flames. Number seven, the Sharks. And number eight, the Ducks. So it's pretty similar to what you have. I just have the Kings a little bit higher. I think that they've built enough uh, through the middle that it's going to be very tough to play against them. And I think that's going to be like the, the defining feature for them is going to be that they're going to be really tough to to score on, which is similar to the Kraken, right? So it's going to be two highly defensive teams that round out the bottom of that division in terms of the playoffs. And, it's really uh, funny that um, earlier in the offseason, I was so high on the Kings and I know you weren't. It. I know. And, um, and I convinced you to be high on the Kings. And, and then, then you abandoned it. I didn't. I'm yes, I am abandoning them. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's like that gif. It's like I'm abandoning my boy. That's how I feel right now. I've, I've abandoned the Kings. But just because I think Quentin Byfield is so integral to that team's future, losing him even before the season starts, it's just, it's going to hurt. But I'm I'm really willing to be surprised about these Kings. I still believe that they can make a splash and make the Pacific competitive. It's just I think it's just going to be difficult without one of their really bright young stars. But I want them to be good, and I will happily take being wrong if I'm wrong because I I think it's um, only good things if the Kings are you know competitive again. But I will absolutely take credit for if it does happen because i was pushing this train way in the off season and even though i have abandoned them it is i think for good reason yeah i mean it is for good reason i just think that division is so weak that they're still going to be good enough i think that uh kopitar deno top two is just it's tough to to beat for the teams below them especially like i would believe more in the flames if they had like one top end defenseman but i think even like their top guy in hannafin is a second pairing guy and he's the only guy there who's a proven second pairing guy. I just, I'm just shocked at how bad they are on defense. And the Canucks, I mean, 
I I want to believe because their top end is so good, but I don't. I, I mean, to be believe. fair to the Canucks, they had an awful season last year in large part because of COVID. And well, I mean, I, they had an awful season, but they also were awful, like in the underlying numbers the season before, right? They got super lucky. Sure. So, I just wanted to make that known because that is a true. big reason. So it's very possible that they could rebound. But I, as you can see in my standings predictions, I'm not confident that they will. But I just wanted to throw it out there because that is definitely a factor. So if they do rebound, you know, last year was one of those years that you could just throw away because it, they had a terrible COVID outbreak. Their season was like, you know, super compact by the end. Um, I don't blame them for having a bad year. But this year, there'll be no excuses. Obviously, if they're bad, they're bad. But um, I just wanted to, you know, give a possible reason as to why they were bad last year. Yeah, it makes sense. All right. And on to the last division, the... Central division, and I'll go first on this one. Uh, I have the Avalanche number one. Shocker, I know that everybody's favorite Stanley Cup pick is number one in their division. I actually had a a bit of a, like, I was going through the the teams and I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a bold prediction. I really like what the Jets have done this offseason and going into last season to rebuild their defensive group. And I think that the combination of Connor Hellebuck and their elite goal scoring makes them such a hard team to predict because their underlying numbers are never that great, or at least they haven't been for several seasons, but they always outperform them because their goaltender is incredible and their goal scorers are incredible. And I think a bounce back season from Pierre-Luc Dubois is in the cards. I put them at number two, which I felt bad about because I believe in the Minnesota Wild as well, but I have the Wild at number three. I just think the Wild are a little bit more... uh, struggle to open things up, right? They they have Kaprizov, which is great. But other than him, I think they struggle to score a little bit. And uh, number four is the Dallas Stars. A rebound season for them, not starting the year with a giant COVID outbreak and a Stanley Cup final hangover is going to do wonders for them. And then number five, just missing out, is the St. Louis Blues, followed by the Blackhawks, who I know they made big moves this offseason. I don't buy it. I think they're still garbage. And uh, the Nashville Predators, who... You know, kind of blew it up a tiny bit over the offseason. Uh, well, I guess not a tiny bit. They lost Arvidsson and Ryan Ellis. They're in rebuild mode, and they don't really have any assets to rebuild with at the moment. So I think it's going to be a long process for them. They're, this is going to be a rough season. And the worst of all is the Coyotes, who sold everything. And they have more picks in the first two rounds than I've ever seen a team in, like in my lifetime, they are incredibly stocked for the upcoming draft. So huge hope for them. But this season's going to be tough to watch. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, I agree. And it's funny. We have the same, the exact same standings predictions. Oh, really? Hilarious. Yes. I also put the Jets at number two because um, everything you said. I also think their defense being improved. I mean, it's not elite. But their defense being improved is going to do wonders for them. Uh, ever since they lost their defensive core a handful of years ago, it's just been a... They just haven't looked the same. So I think that they'll get back to form with a defense that's at least better around Hellebuck because he is yeah, the heart and soul of that team. Yeah, a huge difference maker. Yeah, he's the heart and soul of that team. Um, the Wild, I have third. I'm Obviously, the Avalanche are first. That's not a surprise. Uh, the Wild are third for me. Same reasons. I'm really high on what Kaprizov can do. He turned the Wild from a very boring team to a, one of the most, like, the, the team that you have to watch just because he's so good. 
Um, you're right in that that there's not much around him, and I believe Cam Talbot is their goaltender, so maybe that could he could you know fall off. But I still believe in them. Dallas is four. The COVID outbreak they had at the beginning of the year really messed them up, and also. Tyler Sagan and Radulov were also out for a majority of the season with injury. So as long as they can stay healthy and return to some semblance of their old form, the Stars will be much improved. And I'm also high on the Blues. I think that their offseason additions were really good, um, really smart, um, getting you know some offensive depth. I, I know a lot of people don't believe in Jordan Bennington and goal, which is fair. Um, but I think that the overall strength of their team, uh, the, the additions they added will carry them to a playoff spot because I have them in the, the wild card spot, um, in the central. Cause I think five teams are going to come out of the central and three from the Pacific. Cause I, the Pacific is bad. I don't trust them. So that means I have Chicago, Nashville and Arizona missing the playoffs. Uh, Chicago is probably, I guess the, the shocking one of the three of those because of all the additions but you're right I don't believe in in what they did and you know I don't I don't I mean Flurry will definitely net them some wins um and I like their group up front but their defense scares me a bit so yeah I that's kind of how I think it's going to go at the end of the day yeah, and I think Flurry did great in Vegas, but they were an excellent defensive team as well. So I think this is going to be a different situation for him in in Chicago. But uh, that's that's the Western Conference for you. In a minute, we're going to go and preview the conference finalists for the playoffs and make our Stanley Cup winner picks. But before we do that, we got to tell you about Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their stair- their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com? RockAuto.com is also a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, which means that it's not some giant corporation that doesn't care about you as a customer because they have millions of others. They do care about you. They care about every customer because it's a family. RockAuto prices are reliably low for both do-it-yourselfers and professional mechanics. They're not upselling you like you would get at a auto parts store. They have everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in your how to, in their how did you hear about us section so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. rockauto.com. So now to the part that actually matters. It's the playoffs and uh, this is the fun part. I and mean, we we're kind of in the spot of the season there's like two spots of the season that are the most exciting, right? Although this year is special cuz we have an extra one in the Olympics, but we have the beginning of the season where everything is hope and you get all tinglys and everybody's excited. Then you have the beginning of the playoffs where it's like Christmas in, in April. And it's the best part of the year. Obviously this year we get it in February as well with the Olympic break, but uh, we're really exciting time, but let's look forward to the most exciting time. So Mary, who are your winners for the Eastern and Western conference? I have coming out of the East. I have the New York Islanders. I said earlier, that they are the that they're a really good regular season team 
Uh, they're built for the grinds. They're built for specifically the playoffs. I mean, they've gotten to the last two Eastern Conference finals and were only stopped because the Tampa Bay Lightning wanted to go on their, you know, mir- not miracle runs, but the-, the team of destiny. The Lightning were obviously the team of destiny. They, they you know, they're they're really good, had, you know, the story going for them too. But um, I think that the Islanders will finally make it to the Stanley Cup final this year because uh, the Lightning are, um, you know, they've taken a few steps backwards just because of the stand, uh, the salary cap. So I really believe in this Islanders team. Um, and they took Tampa Bay to seven last year, and that's no easy feat. Um, so they've retained a lot of what makes them really good. Barry Trotz is still there, and that structure that everybody hates to watch but is really effective is still there. So I'm as long as injuries don't, you know, crumple the core parts of this team, I'm really high on the Islanders, and I I think they're going to make it to the Stanley Cup final this year. Yeah, I hate to be boring. I also have the Islanders coming out of the East. That's why I said, oh no, so I'm worried that we're going to have the same picks. So I don't think we are because I I think I took a peek at our live show doc and our picks for the west are different but the east is okay. the same. All right. So. so, east is the same, Islanders. I don't need to add anything. You've got the reasons. I think they're just they're in it to win it this year. Lou is very determined. You can tell because he still hasn't told anyone what he's paying people. <laughs> so, it's uh he's h- hiding information for absolutely no reason that gives him no benefit. So, Lou is in it this year. Uh out west, I can go first for this one. I'm going to take the Vegas Golden Knights. I think after the disappointment of last season, they're you know, really pushing for it. I talked to uh, Jesse Granger for the last interview of the Crosscheck NHL Summer Crossover, and uh, I, I was convinced that what they did over the offseason, they're looking at depth at center. The addition of Nolan Patrick as their third-line center really helps things out, and uh, or I guess second-line center. Depends where he fin- fingers it out, but he has time on that team and the depth that they have to figure things out. They've got some more depth scoring now. Super interesting team. I think they're going to go to the finals this year. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a very good prediction. Uh, for me, it was kind of a coin flip between you can, you can obviously guess who the other team was because yep. the two teams in the, in the West that are the best. And I have the Colorado avalanche. I see what you're going for with Vegas. And like I said, it's a coin flip to me because they're the two best teams, but I think that this is Colorado's year. I know that they look like a weaker team overall. I mean, they lost, Philip Grubauer, um, and their goalies are not unproven. I think, what, they've got Darcy Kemper, I believe, now. Uh, so he's actually quite good, especially for being from Arizona. Um, but I like the structure of this team still. I know that they lost some depth pieces. But I can't bet against Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Miko Rantanen, and even Gabriel Landeskog, even though he's a tier below them, is still a really good depth player for them. Um, and I just, I, I, it's hard for me to bet against them because I want them in the Stanley Cup final because they're such a fun and exciting team. So I know this may be more of a heart pick than a brain pick, but, uh, I really believe in this avalanche team and I want them to get to the final because they're just, they're so fun. And I hope that continues this year, even though they've lost some of the pieces that have made them so great, but maybe a shuffling was what they needed. They kind of disappointed last year in the playoffs. So maybe, you know, changing a little bit of the pieces around them, will you know help them figure it out in the ends but like i said it's a coin flip for me i can absolutely see vegas also um making it to the stanley cup final your faith in nolan patrick 
is inspiring to me. <laughs> I don't know if I'm there yet for him. I want him to be good, but I'm, I don't know if I'm there yet. I still need to see it. Uh, that's for me one of the biggest questions for this Vegas team um, is Nolan Patrick. Because, I mean, they got him for relatively cheap. But if he's a bust, their center depth will take a hit. And that's what yes, it was like with the Flyers, absolutely. too. So Because the Flyers were relying on Nolan Patrick to be a second or third line center, mostly a second line center. And that didn't pan out. So I hope he's, uh, I hope he's better. I hope um, he doesn't get injured. I hope he's healthy. I hope he stays healthy. Um, and I want him to succeed, but I have not seen anything yet that makes me believe that he will succeed, but you never know. Yeah. Things can change quickly. All right. So for the Stanley cup, who you want to go first? You want me to go first? All right. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. I have um, Colorado winning. Okay. I, I do not have my Western team. Mm-hmm. I have the New York Islanders. Yeah. I, mean, I think they're going to do it this year. Yeah. I, I think, I guess, the they may not, they're not the flashiest team. The Islanders, they're not the flashiest no. team. But they are, they will put a stranglehold on you and suffocate you until you submit to their whims. Uh, and that and it's an effective hockey style. We've seen it. We've, we've seen it when they've gotten to the Eastern Conference Final for the past two years. Um, I can absolutely 100% believe them, but... This was more of a heart pick than a head pick, I think. Uh, but I want the Avalanche to win so bad. They're such a fun team. Yes. Uh, and they've they've been consistently good um, for the past handful of years. And I hope they get rewarded for it because th- they're just a fun team. I mean, we'll talk more about our picks for the awards and stuff in our live show coming up today at 6 p.m. But uh, I have a couple of them, or at least one specific person, you know, in line for an award. And I, I don't know. I, just, I really like the top end guys. I think that they're probably some of the most elite talents in the NHL. Uh, so I believe in the avalanche. I'm ready for it to come back to bite me in the end. But I think that we have two really good solid picks. Um, and I just want to ask you one question. Where do you think the lightning bow out then when all is said and done? Because we don't have them three-peating here. Yeah, I think they go out in the second round to the Florida Panthers. I think mm. they get their revenge for last season. Oh, I would love that. I think thematically, though, I think it's going to be the Lightning and the Islanders again in the Eastern Conference Final. Finally the... slay the dragon. Yeah, I think that that's. I think that that may be the story we're heading to here. But uh, interesting that we don't have them three-peating, but three-peating is so tough in sports. It yeah, the really, last time really someone is. three-peated was the Islanders, right? In the eighties, so but, early eighties. Yeah, but this is this is not hockey. The eighties. This is the modern NHL. It's so difficult to do. Yeah, but I, I would until somebody does it, I'm going to say it's not possible anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I feel. Especially considering, like the Lightning did it back to back years in condensed seasons, where there's less rest between. Like winning that second cup is just astronomically difficult, and to do it the way they did it, I think with the fans out of the building for most of the year, like just the, the mental attrition, I think to do that shows how mentally tough they are, but to do it again now, I think it's, I think it's very possible considering that the amount of games that they've played over the past, what year and a half, basically, um, considering, you know, the condensed playoffs of the, of two years ago now. Um, I think it's possible that they even take a dip and there's a world that they don't make the playoffs is basically what I'm getting at here. Just because all those hockey games, I think all those hockey games could catch up to them. Sure. But I think that would, I think that only happens if the Canadians are a much better team than they are. And, you know, maybe they'll surprise, maybe Carey Price comes back and he puts in like a Vesna worthy season that we haven't seen in a few years. But I think that uh, the lightning are 
pretty assured of making it. I'm just saying that there's a world out there. I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's, you know, one of the alternate realities we could be facing ourselves. Yeah, with, the, but... the variant lightning team. Yes, exactly. I just, I think that there's a, a possibility here. But, you know, if I'm putting money on it, you're absolutely getting the lightning in the playoffs for sure. Yes. Yeah. If, I, if I'm putting my own money down, the lightning are, they're, they're in. All right. So that's our Stanley Cup picks and our Eastern and Western Conference finalist picks. Coming up is our pop culture segment which is uh, always fun. But before we tell you about that, we also, we're going to keep on pumping this out. The locked on season preview show tonight, 6 PM Eastern standard time, YouTube. I think it's on Twitch as well, but pay attention to the social channels for locked on and for myself and Mary. We're going to be pushing that out on our social media channels. But before we talk about pop culture, we got to tell you about built bar, which is the most delicious protein bar on the market today you know how many delicious flavors built bar has well they have a bunch of standard flavors in coconut cherry barcia raspberry mint brownie double chocolate salted caramel strawberry orange cookies and cream and german chocolate and they also have some limited edition flavors that come out now and then so you got to check their website constantly to make sure that you're on top of stuff i've got some uh cookies i think it's actually not cookies and cream sorry it is cookie dough Built Bars, and they're pretty tasty, actually. Uh, not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy, too. Check out the macros. Each bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 45 grams of net carbs. They are, they're very good, but they're not overly sweet, which is really nice. They're covered in chocolate, easy to chew. They're, it's a nice bar. Uh, Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Mary, uh, this weekend was pretty busy for me, but I did watch one thing while winding down on, I believe, Sunday night, and that was Free Guy. And so many people have talked about this movie as so great. I think maybe due to the expectations looking at the trailer that it was going to be really dumb. And I thought it was just okay. <laughs> I thought it was uh, it was like dumb fun, but I think the expectations, like hearing too many people talk about it, reframed where I was viewing it from, and where a lot of people saw it with very low expectations. Mine were maybe a little bit too high, and it was fine. Ryan Reynolds is great. Uh, Judy Comer is great, but overall, okay. Yeah, I have not seen the film. I've seen a couple clips um, of it just going around on social media. Um, definitely, it's not a film. Uh, I I don't know if I'll care to I care to see it. It just you're right. It seems one of those dumb fun films. Um, and I like those films, but I'm not rushing to see it. If it's like you know on TV um, in the future and I'm bored, it might be something I watch. It's not something that I think I have to see or seek out. Um, but yeah, I, I I can understand why you know the expectation of people because people really did praise this film. I had some people telling me that it was quite good. Um, but it, it it has like more heart than you expect. I think like it's kind of sweet, and I think a lot of people have really low expectations of anything that has to do with gaming. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of felt bad for my wife watching it because she's not a gamer at all. And there's a lot of references that like 
like they have different streamers that are guested on it where they're yeah, like, seen, watching like ninja the game. and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, Jacksepticeye is like a guest in it. And I was like, oh, hey, Jacksepticeye. And she was like, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of things that she missed. There's like some somebody does the like the halo thing where you like teabag a dead body. And yeah, it's it's like there's things in there that get missed if you're not a gamer. It's it's very reminiscent to me of like Ready Player One. Uh, and yes. I read I read that book in college. I've not seen the film. Uh, I've heard the film is terrible, but the book is pretty decent. Yeah. Um, it's been a while though since I've read the book. But yes, it's very reminiscent of that. Uh, and your mileage may vary on those types of movies. But, you know, if it's a fine film, it's a fine film. Uh, I really didn't do much pop culture this weekend because I've just been so busy uh, with, you know, sports, because uh, that's kind of how it is. Uh, still playing through Final Fantasy fourteen. We're hopefully going to make it before the expansion, the next expansion drops um, in November. But I'm gearing up to go to Disney World uh, this upcoming weekend with my sister. So there's also that. So we've just been doing a lot of planning. My sister's creating a... Like a, a little, like, a binder to bring with us. <laughs> uh, I always said that my sister could be, like, a travel agent or a Disney travel person uh, just because she loves planning. But it's I'm really hype about it. It's been hard to, you know, I try, I've tried not to think about it because I've been so busy and I want to, you know, use it as a reward for getting through all of this. Um, but, yes, I'm really excited to go to Disney um, for a couple of days um, you know, it'll be the food and wine festival at Epcot. So, you know, lots of drinks and snacks to, um, try, um, excited to go to, you know, the galaxy's edge, all the, like the star Wars rides and stuff. I have not done any of those yet. Um, so yeah, I'm just really excited to go to Disney. Um, it'll just hopefully be a very nice trip. I want it to be relaxing, but I know it's not going to be because that's not how my family does vacations. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's kind of all I have going on for pop culture stuff. So really same old same old for me, Andrew. I hate to say it, but hopefully I will get to, you know, like I said, I want to do season 2 of Ted Lasso and the Squid and Squid Game. Um but I've just yeah, been it's I been so Squid hard Game as well. It's been I so hard to find time. the time and to put myself in the right, you know, mental mindset for Squid Game. <laughs> so but we will get there, I am sure. Absolutely. All right, that's all we have for you today on the Crosscheck NHL Show. Make sure that you tune in to our live show today at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on Twitch and YouTube. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, but before we let you go, we got to thank you for making Cross the Crosscheck NHL Show your first listen every day. And make sure that you tune in, like I said, to the live show. And on Thursday, we're going to be talking about real regular season hockey for the first time in what seems like forever. It's been so long. But now that we're done with this show, make sure that you make your second listen of the day, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, which we had host Scott Cullen on the podcast last week, which you can definitely check out. He leans into his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. Make sure that you're prepared for your fantasy hockey season. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Thursday.